It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast as we get underway for episode two with myself, Nix and Naomi Dolan joining me from twinfo.com.au. Naomi, how are you going this week? I'm fantastic. We've had a really good week. What about you, Nikki? Yeah, we've had a pretty good week, actually. It hasn't been too bad, although we've been battling with the weather, but we'll get to that a little bit later. We've got a big show coming up. We do. I'm excited because there's so much we don't know about each other. So today we're going to find out a bit more about each other. We are indeed. And look, last week we touched very very briefly on falling pregnant. We're going to go into a bit more detail about that and our own stories behind that. Looking forward to hearing about it. Plus, we'll also go through our struggles and our weekly wins. And Naomi, of course, we are encouraging everyone to get involved on our Facebook page. Absolutely. You can head to Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast. Give us a like and that will keep us keep you up to date with what's happening with us. Next, we'll get into our stories about how we ended up as multiple parents. It's Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and nickyainley.com. Talking Twins and More, a multiples birth podcast. Naomi, we touched on this last week, uh, just how it, how shocking it can be to find out that you are pregnant with multiples. Um, and we wanted to go into a little bit more detail of our stories. Naomi, I'd love to start with you. Um, you know, how did, how did it actually come about for you? Tell us about your journey to pregnancy. Well, I'll be honest, mine's quite a long one, so I will keep this quite short and I'm sure we'll cover various parts of it in different episodes. Mm. Uh, but mine started quite a few years before I even thought about having children. Um, I had very severe endometriosis, uh, was in hospital several times from age of 16 onwards. Mm. However, it wasn't formally diagnosed until I was probably about 20. Uh, I've now had at least a dozen lots of surgery to try and get it under control which wow. was just a lot, a um, lot to go through, particularly um, a lot of that started when I was, was quite young. Uh, so I always kind of thought that I would need help getting pregnant and mm. it does turn out that I did. Yeah, my goodness. At what, what point were you at when you decided that that was a pathway that you needed to go down and the time was right? Uh, look, I always wanted to have children. Um, so I had a very long-term relationship starting from when I was about 18 that lasted nearly 10 years, and then I was single for a really long time. But I always wanted children. Um, so then I actually started to investigate using donor sperm. Mm-hmm. Um, quite ironically, at this stage, I was classed as being socially infertile. It did turn out that I was medically infertile as well, but the term that they used was socially infertile. Naomi, how, uh, did, that, how did a word like that make you feel, a phrase like that? It's, it's a really weird phrase because... Yeah. For me, I had always thought that I would be infertile, but then to be labelled socially infertile as opposed to medically infertile was a, a, a big head switch for me. Um, it's just a really weird term. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people, and I'd like to go into more detail about that in another episode, but probably don't understand that what is the difference just quickly? Uh, well, at one stage, it was going to um, affect the Medicare rebate that you got. Right. Okay. Right. So it was a big thing. Um, yeah. I'm not quite sure. I'm not up to date with that anymore. Um, but I know lots of our listeners are. So I'd love to hear from you. Mm. You can pop onto our Facebook page and let us know um, if it affected you being socially infertile. Yeah, absolutely. Single. Yeah. So moving yeah. forward from there. 
so yes, yeah, so I went through all the paperwork. I had to go some, undergo some counselling and all of that kind of stuff. I ended up um, purchasing some donor sperm. Um, I actually paid five thousand dollars for it, which is wow. a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, look, I wanted to have a couple of children, um, oh, yeah. so I thought, well, I might as well get additional sperm so I could have full genetic siblings. Um, so it was choosing a donor was really quite fun. Um, it was something that I wish now that I had told a few more people about what I was going through because it'd be a great way to sit down with a, a bottle of wine and your girlfriend <laughs> and go through the profile. Let's go choose a daddy. <laughs> Let's choose a dad. Because I mean, there's so many decisions. You get you yeah. get um, quite a lot of information, um, and some of them were obviously I wanted to make practical decisions. Um, because I was always already going to get enough questions about yeah. being a single parent myself. So I figured I might as well, in order to cut down on the questions, try and choose someone who had similar characteristics to me. As much as I would love a little biracial child with beautiful mm. coloured skin, it would just lead to more questions for yeah. me yeah. being yeah. on my own. Yeah. Um, so I chose similar physical characteristics like hair colour and, and all of that and eye colour and things just to cut that issue down but then I also had the opportunity to rule out a few things that I personally didn't like about my looks for example I hate my freckles so I made sure I chose a non-freckly donor wow (laughs) I'd never even thought about that wow how incredible yeah so it was lots of fun but it would have been a lot more fun to go through and sit down with my girl close girlfriends and a bottle of wine and really nut it out but I, I did all of that on my own were you scared to tell your friends that this is what you wanted to do yeah, I was. I was. Um, they would not, not have judged me yeah. um, or anything like that. It was just, I just, at this stage, I wasn't willing to really open up to too mm. much. Um, I and did your tell own my family. fear? Sorry? Was it your own fear? Yeah, it was. It was. Mm. Um, I, I, I just wasn't sure if I was going to cope, um, you know, financially, emotionally, all of that. Um, but anyway. Wow. Incredible. So yeah, what happened but- next? Well, I was literally about to start my first round of IVF. Um, I was ready to go. I'd had all the appointments. I'd paid for my my cycle and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. And then I met Dave, my partner, which was really (laughs) awkward. (laughs) It's not really a first date conversation, is it? (laughs) Well, it was our third date conversation. Oh, wow. Two dates in. Yep. Two dates in, I knew he was the one for me. So I was like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? So I decided I had to tell him. And, man, I can tell you now, that was an awkward third date. Yeah, so how did he react? He was amazing. He actually said that he would support me and stick with me, whatever the decision I made. Wow. That's I know, what a guy. Yeah, right, definitely the Mm. keeper. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So he would have stuck by you if you decided to go down the pathway of a donor. Yeah, he said he oh, would. Oh, gosh. Incredible. And knowing him more now, obviously I'd only met him for several, yeah. <laughs> twice at Date this stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, he would have. He's, he's an awesome guy. Uh, so then anyway, two days later, I got my period, which is the, you know, the start of your next cycle. Mm. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to return the sperm. So I got my $5,000 back. Wow. Thankfully. And um, yeah, I'm still happily ever after with Dave. My goodness. So for you guys, because uh, you, you did say last week that with Dave, you, did you go down through IVF, the, the process of IVF as well? 
we did, we still needed to use IVF um, mm. and it actually took us eight soul-destroying rounds to conceive. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, after round five, we did find out it was successful and I was pregnant with twins, which was amazing and we couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, however, sadly, one didn't make it past the seven-week mark and then the other one decided it couldn't be without its sibling and it left us at nine weeks. Oh, my gosh. Gosh, how yeah. absolutely crushing. And, and you yeah. manage – we'll go into uh, – that's a whole other topic in itself, miscarriage. But um, for yourself, for yourselves as a couple, picking yourself back up and deciding to keep going, that must have taken enormous strength. Look, I mean, this is going to sound really terrible and I can't believe I'm admitting this, but I really don't set out to do anything that I don't know that I'm going to be able to achieve. Yeah. So you, you know, knew in your heart you were going to do this I and you were going to have your kids. Absolutely. So, yes, it took me, you know, a lot to pick myself back up and quite a few bottles of wine to go, yep, I can do this again. Um, it was a really low point in my life. Um, and then, but yep, picked myself up and on we went. And then thankfully round eight was our lucky round. And we've now got beautiful boy and girl twins who just turned eight. My goodness. No wonder the eighth year is even more special for you. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to eight. definitely our lucky number. Um, so now that they're eight, I'm really looking forward to this eighth year. I think it's going to be brilliant. Naomi, what an incredible story. I mean, your honesty in, in in wanting to go down this pathway on your own and then the incredible twist of fate of meeting, you know, your, your partner for life and then what you guys went through. You're incredible. What an inspiration. Look, it was not a journey I'd like to send anyone else mm. down, but, you know, I did it, I made it through and I mean, I've now got Dave plus my eight-year-old twins, you know, life's just perfect. Oh, Naomi, that's amazing. Mm. And I mean, for you, remember last week when we talked about that initial reaction, it makes so much more sense as to why there was so much emotion and elation for you two. Uh, What happened in the couple of days following uh, that moment of realising, because you must have been very anxious having been through what you went through uh, with your fifth round, that must have been hard. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you could not wipe the smile off my face. Mm. Honestly, um, I was floating on air. However, I then would also totally freak out that we were going to lose this set of twins as well. Mm. And I remember going in for that, um, for the scan at six weeks and being told that it looks really good this time. And I was like, how can you tell? But I mean, that's why they're paid the big bucks, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. it's hard though. Yeah. I mean, did you have those moments? I mean, even I went through that and I hadn't lost a child beforehand. And I, I, did you go through those moments where every day you sort of thought, is today going to be the day and you have to calm yourself down and think positively? Absolutely. Because I didn't get any morning sickness or anything. So I had no physical symptoms that I was pregnant. Yeah. And I just was, yeah, basically the whole time was just concerned, are are they still there? Are they alive? Mm. You know, is everything going well? Are they growing? What's happening? Mm. Gosh, it's hard. And at what point in time did you decide that it was time to tell your your extended families and and be more confident that, yes, this is is going ahead and this is it? We did hold off this time um, only because we didn't want to put them through the pain that they went through. Uh, we're very close to all of our family and, you know, they were just as upset as us that we lost the first set. Uh, they were just, you know, they were our pillars of strength to get through it. Um, so this time we just kept it a bit a bit quieter just because we didn't want to put them through the pain of mm. having to go through it again. Did they know that you were going through the ongoing rounds of IVF? 
No, they didn't at the start. Um, They did then, obviously, we told them it was IVF when I was pregnant with the twins. It's a lot of strength what you've held to yourself. (laughs) And look, it's not that we were um, embarrassed about it or anything like that. It was just more so that this was our journey and there was just so much to it and we just didn't want to have to be explaining everything to everybody every step of the way, if that makes sense. Yeah, and Naomi, I think that's a really good point for a lot of families out there who are going through IVF at the moment and who um, may be going through a similar journey to you or been through it. I think that's a really good point to illustrate that it is just your experience and you don't have to involve everyone else and explain what's going on. Yeah, I agree. Tell us, how did your family react? Oh, look, they were absolutely thrilled for us. They were cautiously thrilled, but because we'd left it a little bit later this time to let them know that, and the first thing we said that everything was fine. So they were just absolutely thrilled for us. Oh, my goodness. Now, we will talk a lot more. You've covered so many topics that you've been through, and we'd love to go into more detail about them, but I think uh, we'll save that for another podcast episode. Absolutely. I think I've got quite a few podcast episodes alone just in my journey. <laughs> Absolutely. Lots of topics, but overall, um, very exciting. And, and I can imagine that you guys just would have been bouncing along the whole way through. Absolutely. And do you know what? I'm sure so many of our listeners can resonate with at least one part of my story. Oh. You know, not all of it, obviously, because mine is quite unique, but there will be parts in there that so many people are going to relate to. I think that's one of the things that I've probably learned since becoming a, a parent to multiples is every story is unique and so many yeah. elements are similar, but it, it, because it is so unusual, there's so many different stories. And that's why my key piece of advice is you just need to do what works for you. Oh, Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. No problems at all. I look forward to hearing all about your journey next. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and nickyainley.com. Talking Twins and More, a multiple birds podcast with myself, Nix and Naomi Dorlan. So, Nix, we've just heard all about my rather convoluted journey. Let's share yours. Well, I don't think you could probably find two more contrasting stories, Naomi, because mine was uh, incredibly fast and a bit of a surprise. So, um, actually, like yourself, I'd been in a relationship for a long period of time, around 10 years, and that um, came to an end. And my now partner, father of my twins, uh, had also been in a relationship, and we met, and we were friends through work, not at the same workplace but we met through work and then uh, yeah look we went away on a charity event together which was called uh, the Newcastle Variety Bash which was a big oh. fundraising thing for yeah fantastic yeah so that was great because we earned uh, raised a lot of money for <laughs> for charity but we also ended up with twin boys as a result of it oh my god <laughs> let's just say there are a few rather large nights out and I may have had one too many glasses of wine um, but look oh like my goodness. <laughs> so like yourself Naomi, I'd sort of been told through a a range of different health issues involving, um, I had difficulties with contraception taking them and then my mother had a history of breast cancer and then I've also had sort of uh, misdiagnosed endometriosis and polycystic ovarian syndrome. So I sort of Mm. had always been told I'd struggled to fall pregnant and and as you explained through your story, when you've sort of been told that, you I guess your guard's down a little bit more or you just think you're not going to naturally fall pregnant. And and lo and behold, out of absolutely nowhere, uh, one rather large drunken night on the Variety Bash ended up with us having twin boys. So... 
Wow. So how did you find out that you were pregnant then, considering so, you weren't trying and everything? So I I was feeling really, really unwell. I'd had like a cold, but it just wasn't getting better. And I had to sit down with myself and, and do the maths. And I was like, no, you know, I'm not that, t- you know, I'm, I'm not you know, that, that's not going to happen, X, Y, Z. And then I thought, well, look at the symptoms logically. You know, you're not feeling well. And I, we actually had uh, my partner's birth, birth family birthday or something to go to. And he looked at me and said, you're really off. And I said, do you know what? I think I might be pregnant. And I didn't know. I did not know. I mean, we'd, we'd really only known each other for three months. We've been together officially about three weeks by this time, oh which goodness. is about the, the gestation that I must have been then. And I he, I didn't know whether he was going to pull over the car and say, get out, or what he was going to do. Um, but he just went really quiet. And I was sort of like... I can imagine. Um, do you want to say something? And he's like, okay, what do we need to do? And I'm like, well... I need a pregnancy test. And I went and bought, I think I did six of them, Naomi. (laughs) Have you kept them? No, I didn't. No. I see that's the difference in our stories because I've still got mine. Sorry, that's way too much information to share. No, that's cute. So you were celebrating, whereas I was in shock. I was like, what do I do here? Uh, You know, it was all... It was all very, very overwhelming in my mind. So, um, yeah, but the funniest bit, and I know my other half, he will absolutely hate me for telling me this part of the story. Um, but we got back because we, we were living in separate houses. We weren't, you know, hadn't been together long or anything like that. So he got, we got back and he dropped me at my house and just dropped me off and said, okay, well, I've got to go to work and do a couple of things. I'll call you later. <laughs> Oh, no way. And you had the test with you. And I had the test with me. I hadn't done them yet. And I've got, I'm like, don't you want to come in? I've just dropped this bombshell on you that I might be pregnant with your child. And he's like, oh, no, I'll I'll just go down to work and do a few things and, and you can call me. Oh, he was. <laughs> he was. And look, at the time, I was mortified. So I went into my house, did these six tests. They were all positive. And I oh, was, you did all six in one go? I did all six in one go. Oh, Just in case hilarious. there was any anomalies. I was like, it might be wrong. I'll do another one. It might still be wrong. I'll do another one. <laughs> That's so funny. And, um, and so then I jumped in my car and I drove down to his work to meet him there. And I remember sort of, I was I was so mad at the time that he'd left me there and it was only afterwards that I realised it was his way of processing. He just needed that time Absolutely. to get his head because I did drop a huge bombshell. It's like, hey, I've oh, walked into your life. By the way, I think I'm pregnant. And I'll tell you, I mean, I was 31 and I felt more like I was 17 <laughs> and I'd done something Aww. wrong and I had to face mum and dad, which was ridiculous because I'd always wanted to have a child and I, like yourself, had been told that it may not be easy. Um, and then here I was facing a situation, but because it was also new, it was very scary. That's just amazing, though. How, what a, um, <laughs> you know, how different are our stories? I know, I know. You couldn't get more chalk and cheese. And it's hard because going through it, I think I've learned being a parent of multiples and dealing with so many people who have gone through IVF journeys. I've had times where I felt really guilty for almost accidentally falling pregnant. Does that make sense? It does. And, you know, I've had, I've had people say that to me as well. Um, and they sort of, I'm so sorry you went through this, you know. We literally had fun and mm, mm, look yeah. look what happened and you've, you know, tr- struggled and everything. And I was always like, 
everyone's journey is different and yeah. you know, I'm just so happy for you and, yeah, yeah. it's interesting and though, isn't it? It is and I think there's also challenges that don't present themselves that other people don't see. Like I was very, very fortunate to fall pregnant very quickly but then not being ready or prepared was also mm. a lot to deal with. It was a huge yeah, life change that has literally taken me years and that sounds probably stupid but it's taken me years to get around that adjustment. Oh, look, I don't think that sounds stupid at all. I mean, multiple for anybody is a huge adjustment and to find out that you're having them when you're not expecting to even be pregnant is a a massive thing. Mm, Yeah, well, and that's what snowballed after that. (laughs) Yeah, so what did he say when you told him that you were pregnant? When I told him uh, I was pregnant, we were at his work and he said, look, I've got to finish this. Why don't you go back to my place and I'll be back in a couple of hours and we'll sort it out. We'll talk through everything. And again, I was ropeable. I thought, what is he doing? He's just brushing me off. And again, it was his way of processing everything and by the time um, I, I drove back to his house he came back about an hour later and he had a bunch of roses and he was all excited and he'd had that Aww. time to process it and ever since he's been you know the most dedicated p- partner father and been brilliant to us so yeah it was just his way men's way of doing doing things but I was overreacting and he just needed time to process it but it was only probably about 10 days later that I was suffering an enormous amount of pain um, I just I knew something was different or not right at the time. I thought maybe it was an ectopic pregnancy. I thought something was mm. going wrong. And I actually had to sit down with Chris and say, like, you know, I'm really concerned about this and I don't know what the outcome's going to be. So I went to the GP and I said, look, the pain that I'm experiencing is different to what I, I imagine it should be. And she said, yep, okay, let's send you down for a scan. And so in the car, I was actually going through the process with Chris about, okay, you know, if something's wrong, we might have to do X, Y, Z, and this could all be over. So then to walk in and for the sonographer to say, do you have a family history of twins? And to turn the screen around and see two heartbeats, this is why you're in pain because your uterus is expanding so quickly, was just mind-blowing. Wow. And so what were you then? You must have been sort of... It was about, about eight weeks. Oh or? yeah, it was about six weeks, six seven weeks. Six weeks. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. Oh and, my gosh. Um, so you've gone from nothing. Yep. To two, unexpectedly. Yeah. Yeah. So the craziest. Well, I was, I'd like to say the craziest three weeks of my life, but I feel like since I've become a multiple parent, it's been crazy. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, it was the biggest change in my life, and yeah, I, I remember walking. Well, I actually can tell you, I do not remember a thing. For an entire week. Not a thing. Wow. Because I was in that much shock. Yeah. And it was about a week later and I sat down on the couch and I looked at Chris and said, my gosh, there's two. And he looked at me and said, welcome back. (laughs) I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you have been a complete zombie for a week because it was just too much for me to deal with basically. Yeah. Well, yes, absolutely. So there, yeah. had you told your family that no, you were even pregnant? No. So no one knew anything and then we had the huge balance of trying to juggle out sort of what we were going to do. So the next couple of weeks we're like, okay, I'm going to move in here, you know, and that sort of thing. And and same thing, I guess, by then. And 
it's amazing how quickly you do get attached to the idea. Um, and, you know, by eight weeks, we were like, well, we don't want anything to happen. And then you are in that nervous waiting for the next four or five weeks to find out, are you going to get to that point where you can tell everyone? Um, so, yeah, that was that was the next challenge. And then I, I grew very, very quickly. So by the time I was three months, I just looked enormous. Luckily, it was winter um, and mid midwinter. So I was wearing the biggest jackets I could possibly find. And then, yeah, eventually we, we were in a position where we could tell our family. And how did they react? They must have been Shock. shocked to even <laughs> find out that you were pregnant, let alone <laughs> pregnant with twins. Everybody was shocked. Um, again, you know, ringing and telling my mum and dad, I, I felt like I literally was the, the teenager back at school. Like, I know you don't know him that well, but I've met this guy and we're going to have twins. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing when you find, like, yeah. telling people that you are pregnant because it's like, you've had sex. Yeah, I know, particularly and when you're talking to your parents and you're like, we're all yeah. adults, but it's still uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable, yes. Yeah, but look, overall, everybody was, you know, ridiculously supportive. We, you know, we took a back step and went, hey, we're in our 30s. We're parents, we're adults. You know, this is what we're going to do. It's what we wanted to do. And yeah, everybody was just super excited and super supportive. So we were very, very lucky. It was just a, a, a very crazy time. Oh, I'm so happy for you. What a brilliant outcome yeah. for both of us. <laughs> it worked out in the end all right. But I, I tell you, as I said, just contrasting stories, and I'm sure different people can relate to different angles of both of them. Absolutely. So I'd, we'd love to hear that as well. So if you want to head to our Facebook page, Talking Twins and More, pop your pregnancy story up there for us and how you found out and your journey to it, we'd love to read them. It's Talking Twins and More, a Multiples Birth podcast. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Talking Twins and More, a Multiple Births podcast with myself, Nix and Naomi. Naomi, what was your struggle this week? Oh my gosh, my girl has turned eight and she has got an attitude. Oh, sass, hey? I know. And honestly, I other people have told me about it. I'm like, no, no, you know, she's fine. She's fine. And no, she's not. Oh, so, so how did you um, notice this? The way she, it was the, more the tone in her voice. Right. The way she and delivered things a bit more. Yeah. It, wow. it's in, for the first couple of weeks, I was kind of like, oh, maybe she's not feeling well. And, you know, you make these excuses for your child. But no. She's got an attitude. So um, my my task this week, I guess, is to troll the internet for some some examples. But if anyone's got some real life ones on um, dealing with eight-year-old girl attitude, I would love to hear them. Look, I think we're going to have to follow up on this a little bit more over the next yes, couple I of weeks. Yes, I do too. This is going to be oh, – I hope, I hope I've got good – I hope that this will be my win in a couple of weeks. Let's keep <laughs> our fingers crossed. For me, my weekly struggle was we have been – we cannot deal with the cold. So it's been so cold here in the Hunter Valley, which is where I'm based in New South Wales, and I cannot get the kids out, and they're just getting the four-wall syndrome. Uh-huh, yes, that, that is a – I don't know how people who really live in, you know, I don't know, Melbourne, let's use that, that's where I'm initially from. Yeah, um, get or out even and about, I guess. Yeah, I know, definitely. <laughs> My mum's English, so I can say that, and she used to say it was dreadful as a kid, they could never get out. But I don't know if it's just that our kids are used to it or whether where I'm living doesn't have a lot of places that we can take kids when it's cold, but I'm struggling. Mm. So I would take any feedback, ideas on our Facebook page on how I can entertain three-and-a-half-year-old twin boys when it's freezing cold. That sounds like a good one. And I think that we can probably get a lot of answers on that because there must be so many other people going through the same thing. Yeah, we should put together a big a meme so everyone can follow it, especially leading into the school holidays because we've got different ages as well. And just yeah. quickly, Naomi, what was your win? 
I had a really gorgeous win. Um, my girl actually just got a little award at school and, um, you know, they have to go down the front to accept it at assembly and everything. And when she came back, I was there and I looked up at her and my boy twin was in the row in front of her in the in the tiered hall and he turned around and he clapped for her to her face. Yeah. You know, no one else was clapping by this stage. It was just when she was sitting down, the applause had finished and she, he turned around and he clapped for her. And honestly, my heart melted. I was like, yes. That is so adorable. My goodness, yeah, what a warm moment. See, they're the moments yeah. that make it true. They do indeed. And what was your win, Nikki? Well, my win was a little bit similar actually and unfortunately it's a bit of a hearsay win because I didn't witness it. Being mum, the kids are always at their most feral. You can hear them at the moment. They're just screaming their heads off um, when I'm around. But I do believe they had a very good gardening moment with their grandparents on Monday when I was at work and they were actually working together as a team. I was sent a video, so I do have proof of it and it's probably the first time they've actually helped each other on a little task and they were helping their granddad move different bits and pieces around the garden and do some planting and um yeah so that was my win that's beautiful you'll have to share the video yeah definitely finally not fighting for two seconds which is a rare thing that's nice (laughs) oh well Naomi it's been so much fun um like my goodness I've learned so much about you and your journey thank you so much for sharing it because I know I certainly had tears welling up in my eyes And thank you for sharing yours. I just can't believe how different they are. I know, absolutely incredible. And look, we remind you, jump onto the Facebook page, Talking Twins and More. We'd love to hear you guys. Do you you want to share your story? If you want to get involved in the podcast, send us a message. Uh, Next week, we'll be back for more. We're going to be talking, this is a little bit delayed, but we'll get back into it, Uh, birthday parties because your kids recently turned eight. They did. So we'll find out about that and uh, we'll, we'll get into that topic of where we went from there the first trimester. Naomi, it's been a pleasure. Until next week. Can't wait for it. Bye. It's Talking Twins and More with Nick's and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and nickyangley.com.